Florida Statute Law 2021-790.054 states it prohibits the use of self-defense weapon or device against any law enforcement. Any offenders will receive a penalty. Let's talk about it, spirits. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but. Lego. Access granted. Where do I start? Spirits! Police do not have the right to touch you excessively, period. Ah! Uh, it is so much stuff to uncover. Spirits. What are they teaching these children in school, child? Okay, <laughs> just saying, know your laws, know your laws. Well, I have an opinion and I'm going to voice it, so. <laughs> Can somebody... It is, oh, no, no, please. So can someone please explain to me, how is that godly? Ask yourself this question. No one is talking about it. And if they are, they're not telling you where to get it. <laughs> no, okay, wait a minute. I was not ready for that laugh. I said, <laughs> wait. Spirits. Am I right or am I right? I mean, like, I'm right. The <laughs> No, seriously, that really happened. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, so let's talk about it then. <laughs> Are you following your purpose? Wait a minute. I know you're ready to listen to the show, but before you do, my Spirits, hit that subscribe button. Hit it, hit it, hit it right now. Hit it, hit it before you quit it. <laughs> yeah, but definitely hit that subscribe button. Support your girl. And also, hit me up on my website at www.kamaoempire.com. That's www.k-a-m-a-u-e-m-p-i-r-e.com. For more information about me, don't forget, I am my own PR, public relations and community relations firm. So therefore, I can help you out in your community. And I am a full service public relations firm. So therefore, I do websites, logos, and so much more. Check me out on my website. Your girl is here for you. Lego. Grand Rising, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time you are listening to this, beautiful spirited butterflies and Abarigani. Oh my goodness, it has been a week for me, spirits. Happy Wednesday. Yes, I completely forgot to say happy Wednesday and I do apologize. I don't have a huge like it's hump day type of thing yet because I've I've been trying things out, spirits, but again, I don't want to steal Charlemagne the Gods from the Breakfast Club, you know, little little ordeal. So happy Wednesday. We will figure something out. I got the little button that says it's hump day, yeah, but not every time. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get it together. We'll figure it out. But let's talk about my um 
let's talk about my week spirits. Um, let's see. So, first off, today is um Wednesday, November 24th. So we all know that Thanksgiving is around the corner for those who celebrate it, who recognize that as a holiday. I don't. Um, but for those who do recognize that as a holiday, um, enjoy the time with your family, enjoy the meals, um, you know, may they are, um, you know, may the food is prepared safely, everybody is clean and, you know, taken care of and everyone is healthy and no one is sick and, you know, just even if everyone is getting together with their family, even though there is COVID and things like that, I hope you guys, um, are safe and just enjoying your time and there's no drama because I know how that can be on the holidays, around family, but I'm hoping that everyone, you know, do good this year because we have all taken so many L's that this is truly the time for us to really spend with our friends and family and like truly try to have that, that love and that bond because we're, you know, life is short and we don't know how long we're going to be here, spirit. Um, but yeah, so about me, um, with that being said, I'm not preparing for any um, Thanksgiving meals or anything, but I have been signing up for volunteering for feeding the homeless at soup kitchens or anything like that. If spirits, if you know anybody um, that is looking for volunteers, because I have signed up almost everywhere, <laughs> please let me know if there's any soup kitchens near you. Obviously, in the Tampa Bay area, I'm not going to just be driving all over the globe um, near you that... Um, that is uh, volunteering for soup kitchens or anything like that um, to feed the homeless. So that is something that I will be getting into. Um, let's see. So what else? What else? I um, I am not about to talk about the Kyle case. I am not because um, this whole episode, the conversation with um, my special guest today actually was supposed to be about Kyle. Um, but I just kind of accidentally skipped past it. I think I just didn't, I think I was just over the fact that it wasn't surprising to me that another young Caucasian male got off. So I think I was just like tired of talking about it. And it's just like, how can we help other people? Like how, (laughs) I'm tired of talking about his beard. Um, I'm tired of seeing it in the news. I'm tired. Like I'm tired. Let's do something. Done talking. Let's do something. What we doing? You know, (laughs) you know what I mean? But anyways, other than that, I've been doing pretty good in school. My my professor hack actually has been upsetting me. Um, I keep sending him in my paperwork. He keeps telling me that the document is not um, opening. And I'm like, dude, I'm using a Mac. What you using? A Dell? Like, a HP? Like, what are you using? A, 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 a Alcatel? <laughs> no, is that a phone? A Alcatel? Whatever, what is he using that you cannot open up this file, sir? I think he is purposely trying to fail me. Um, right now I'm currently taking marketing and strategy, strategy. Oh my goodness, marketing strategy. <laughs> and because uh, you know I'm, I'm currently in school for public relations, so I'm, I'm taking that. And my grade keeps going up and down. And it's a little aggravating because I'm. We are in week five. We have two more weeks left. I'm a way past where I need to be, and I'm still at a, a C minus. So we might want to get some things figured out, sir, before I start calling that school. Um, I don't, I've emailed this man several times, 
And I don't even be getting to his, his notifications when he emails me back. So that's another thing. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. My daughter's, my daughter's um, school is out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that was funny. Because I know a lot of parents are like, what is going on in my life right now? And I'm sure a lot of people are going to be doing TikToks or diving heavily into a lot of activities or any other type of um, extremities. Because, you know, the children are out. The children are out. School is out. Like, what is that all about? So we are really spending time with our children. We are bonding and they are getting on our nerves. We're sending them to grandparents' houses, aunties, uncles, not uncles, aunties and things like that. So, yeah. Um, But my oldest daughter is doing really well. Um, Me and her baked a cake this uh, weekend. She was getting on my nerves. So I was like, girl, get in the kitchen, bake you a cake. Um, (laughs) my youngest daughter is doing good. We just got her a new bed. So she's sleeping in her own bed. That just made me cry spirits. I mean, if you follow me on my personal Instagram, um, Instagram page, uh, Kiki family vibes, you'll see, I post some things, not all things because you know, at the end of the day, I'm not here to tell you my whole, whole, whole life story, you know? Um, let's see. Other than that, um, I am super duper excited. Ooh, I am super duper excited to talk to you spirits about my, um, about my special guest in the building. Obviously, I can't say in the building, but you know what I mean? My special guest, um, I am being blessed with the real Remy Red. He is in the building, ladies and gentlemen, spirits, beautiful spirit of butterflies. Um, he, we are going to be talking about gun sense. This whole episode, um, the title is called Gun Sense is Not Nonsense. Um, I wanted to bring this out, uh, this episode because I, uh, recently, not recently, a couple years ago, I got into an altercation with police brutality case. Um, They pulled me out of my car. They tased me. All kinds of stuff. Spirits, if you want to know more about that story, please let me know. Hit me up on my website at www.kamalempire.com. I can do an entire segment on that story alone. Long story short, I reached out to this man on Instagram, um, Remy Red. And uh, and he also has um, another page, We Control the Narrative. So please, Remy Red too, and We Control the Narrative on Instagram definitely check him out there. He is always um, just informing us as um, Aboriginals, as Black Americans, as whatever you want to call yourself. He is always letting us know what is going on in in the streets, in your city, and just in the country in general um, about what politics are doing. Just, you know, maybe there's um, uh, abuse, domestic violence, um, gun violence, again, police brutality, you know, he, he speaks on it all. So definitely follow your man. Um, I'm not going to say your boy, definitely follow your man because he is, he is really trying to help his community. Um, so that is how we ended up meeting and I have him on the show today, Spirits, and I'm super duper excited. Normally I would give you, um, I would do the morning greeting and then I would tell my story, but, um, this was also recorded on YouTube as well. And this is the second YouTube video that is going up, um, after the last episode of my podcast, episode 14, um, with my beautiful special guest self. So this is going to be the second episode on my YouTube video, but this is episode 15, season two, 
spirits. So I'm super duper excited to get into this interview. We just kind of jump right into it, but I do kind of let everyone know. I do let you know spirits a little bit about who he is, but I had to give you that small discretion before I even get into it because I just jumped right into it. I was super duper excited, but I was like, I got to let people know how I know you first. (laughs) So you'll hear all of that once the interview starts. But um, don't forget to check my man out. He is amazing. I love him to death. He's going to be going places. He is a film and a film and producer, a filmmaker and producer. So he is definitely going places. I'm going to be working with him. And I introduced him to Tampa Firearm, Mr. Carlos. And you're going to see that awesome little meet and greet bonus video on my YouTube channel as well. Alrighty, spirit. So please, without further ado, because I know you are super excited to get into this interview, but you know we got to get into that whole quote first. (laughs) Spirits, you know how we do. So let's get into this quote, and then we're going to jump right into the interview, and we're going to hit that outro. Let's go. Concerning nonviolence, it is criminal to teach a man not to defend himself when he is the constant victim of brutal attacks by Malcolm X. I, I'm, I wanted to introduce you first because the way you and I met, um, was kind of crazy because I actually had just got into like a huge police brutality thing and that was like overwhelming for me and then I found you on I just got I don't know something just told me to get on Instagram I saw you on Instagram you were like helping out another person that had went through something and I was just like oh my gosh let me reach out to this man I don't know if he'll respond because he has like thousands of followers but I'm gonna see if he can help me And you immediately responded and was like, hey, you know, send me the footage and let's see if we can chop this up and, you know, help. So you've always been about like safety and, you know, as far as us being black people trying to protect ourselves. Tell me, how did that get started? Because I know you're in film, photography and film. So how did you go from photography to film to being a black activist and what you're doing now? Well, that's honestly two stories that collided differently. So. Mm -hmm. Before I got into film, I used to be a, a professional dancer. Oh, wow. I tell people that I was very much something that I coined called a comfortable slave. Mm. I, my father was very proactive, very active, very much an activist in his time, mm. very pro-black, but he put me in private schools and put me into a world where I kind of lost my way mm. in being true parent. And I believed, I ate the sauce where I thought everything was Gucci and long as I made money, you know, and there's, mm-hmm. there's these good white people out there. And, you know, if we stopped doing this, this would stop happening to us. Right. <clears throat> Tamir, Tamir Rice. Mm-hmm. No, Trayvon Martin. It was Trayvon Martin, actually. Trayvon Martin died. Mm-hmm. And he looked like the students I was teaching at the time. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I didn't see color. And I was like, I should be able to help this child like I help these white kids every day. Right. I did a dance. We did a flash mob. At the time, I worked for one of the biggest companies called Flash Mob America. Mm-hmm. And I did a flash mob. And they sent 16 cops after us, after women and children. Wow. 
to harass us and threaten us and have babies crying for dancing till we don't, they don't really care about us. Wow. So the short story is I went through the stages that many black people go through. Mm. I woke up and I'm angry now. And it's fuck all white people. I hate every white person now and I'm angry. And over that time, I tell people what ends up happening to you is then you start waking up and you become conscious. Mm -hmm. I don't consider myself part of this conscious community, but I do understand my consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I started realizing that hate and love is a parallel field. I don't hate you because I don't love you. What I realized is that they just put time into their own people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not consciously about hate or racism. It's about money. Right. And they just rather spend their money and their time with their own people. So why don't I just do the same thing? And I slowly started waking up. And like I tell a lot of people, it's, I don't hate white people. I just love black people more. Right. I don't give them any energy. As that one girl said on TV, I think it was, they're a non-fucking factor to me. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> and then, you know, social media came up and started getting big. Mm-hmm. So happening is... I started getting a voice and I got, I went viral over a situation and I got blacklisted. Oh, wow. They started seeing my face and tried to make me backpedal and I wouldn't. And I realized that a lot of black people, melanin people online talk a lot. Mm -hmm. but what are you willing to sacrifice for this? Where are you going to stand? I don't watch football. I don't judge anybody who does, but I don't. Because I've seen what they do to our people. I don't watch basketball. And I used to be the biggest head. I'm talking about, I have videos of full parties. I would throw chicken, everything. We watching Giants, and I'm a New Yorker, and I played Madden. But I gave that up for what I believed in. Right. You know? And then, so I started on this journey mm -hmm. where first, oh, and then there was times I'd post stories that weren't true, and I had to hold myself accountable for it. Mm -hmm. Researching. The more I researched, the more I learned about who we were, who I am, and I realized the voice that was coming from this. So I started doing something called Black Lead by Example, which is me showing my life with my daughter, being right. transparent. I'm driving down the road one day, and as I'm filming these live little situations, we got attacked by some racist dudes. And me being the New Yorker and the Polish complex dude that I am, mm -hmm. I Oh, I chase them down. I jump out of the car. I try to get them. They run and leave because they're scared. They're right. cowards. Well, Redstone Firearm saw me. And him and his wife called me and, and actively trained my daughter, me, and my fiance. Wow. And I say he not only saved my life, but he helped me reborn. Mm -hmm. He gave me a purpose. Showed me a skill that made me feel safe again. And I took that and ran with it. You know, I come from the Bronx where the only two people who have guns are police and drug dealers. Right. I was neither. Mm -hmm. I was a business. Mm -hmm. But once you realize you're not safe with the police mm -hmm. and our own people or people that look, who act like them are after me, then you realize there's a, a right in this country, my two-way right, my Second Amendment right to defend my house, my home, and the people I love. Right. It's my legal right. Mm -hmm. So why am I not exercising it? Absolutely. And that's what got where I'm at now. Nice. I love that. Thank you so much for telling that story. I had no idea that you were 
a dancer and like you know the whole um Trayvon Martin thing kind of shook your world because I know we all go through our experiences where we're like whoa and then you you eventually wake up out of your your comfort zone and you know yeah. you start realizing I want to help my people so thank you for for sharing that because I know that probably wasn't it's not easy to say that you were you know helping other you know what I'm saying the colonizers and it's not easy to say that you know you didn't see color you know it's not easy um but so thank you so much for sharing that so when it comes to because I know now you're doing like you're interested in getting into gun safety and teaching about guns like where do you where why are you going that route <clears throat> um because of my own my own travels you know mm -hmm. When I was trying to educate myself and I go online, you see all G.I. Joes. You see all these John Wick guys, and they all of them don't look like us. Right. They have all these body armor on, and they're shooting guns, and they're doing all this stuff. But I grew up in the hood. Mm-hmm. When we shot guns sideways, and everybody, <laughs> you have five guys. I was telling the story last night. You got five guys sharing one gun with six bullets. Oh, wow. That really happened? That was like you guys? That's a, That's a true story. Wow. And those people don't get a connect. There's a problem in our community of classism when it comes within black, melanin black people. Mm -hmm. With the educated, the so-called educated, so-called wealthy, there's a disconnect for them trying to help the community that is right. under them. Mm -hmm. So I know how to talk like that. I talk like that every day. I don't, I'm very educated. I don't, don't let the way I talk make you think I'm not educated. Yeah, right. I can coach with, I choose not to. So I chose to focus on the people I thought needed it the most, which is my community, mm -hmm. where everybody down talking about we got gun violence in the hood, but none of you so-called people that are so dope want to go to the hood and train. Right. You know what I mean? You want $270, $175. Those people in our community can't afford that. But the gun violence is in our community every day. Mm -hmm. So I focus on people in the hood. I teach them about legal shield. I teach them about USCCA. I teach them about US law. I teach them about the right and how to get a legal firearm. I remember one time, quick story, I was driving Lyft. Young man gets in my car. He's distraught. He shows me a video. He had a birthday party. His aunt let the community in, mm -hmm. and some guys put a gun on him. He was on his way. His cousin had just told him to come pick up a gun from him, an illegal firearm. Yeah. And I'm like, how old are you? He's like 22. I said, why not go get a legal firearm, bro? Right. <clears throat> because if you're defending yourself and not being an attacker, you go use that illegal firearm, you're going to jail no matter what. Exactly. And a lot of us are scared to get a, a firearm that's like legal. In our community is the only community where I see when something bad happens with a gun, they try to tell us that we should disarm ourselves. Mm -hmm. When history proves that doesn't work. So why not teach these kids how to shoot properly? What I do is I train kids for free. Mm -hmm. How are you teaching them? Like, what what platform are you using? Because um, I know <clears throat> right now you're stationed in Atlanta. Georgia. Oh, Georgia. I'm sorry. And you were in California. So you went yes. from California to Georgia. Were you teaching out in California as well? Yeah. Okay. How are you teaching them there? And then how are you doing it? In well, I take them out to the range. You okay. know, I take them out. I meet their parents. A lot of times I get to train their parents and their kids are there and then I get that relationship built. Okay. But also as I go in the hood, I just talk to kids. And so the first thing that I do when I was in Cali is I take them shooting to the to paintball. Okay. That's... I just speak lots of words. Yeah. 
tear their ass up a little bit with that paintball, they realize, oh, he's nice. <laughs> oh, Mr. Pierre know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, bro. I was shot. So when I tell them my story, it, it to them, it gives me street cred. Mm-hmm. And it, it captivates them. Oh, you was shot? Oh, you was in the street? And it's like, no, but I, you know, I let them out there. Got and you. that pulls them Got And you. I act, beat the street. I walk the street. Hey, bro, do you know anything about your gun rights? What'd you say to me? Do you know anything about your two-way rights? What the fuck is that? Your gun rights, me? Nah, I never even thought about that. Well, then I start talking to them. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of my people. And a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk to me? Good. I can walk out on the street and meet 30 people and maybe only four of them want to talk to me. That's four more people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I look at brothers and I say this in my, my language, you'll do anything to fuck some pussy, but you won't do anything to save the kids. I know brothers that will talk to 20 women and get turned out 20 times. Talk to one kid and say, yo, these long, young, young, young boys don't want to hear nothing from me. Neither did those 20 women. Right. <laughs> right. So how long have you been teaching, like, been, you know, walking up to people and, you know, trying to teach firearm and educate people on firearms and laws and get guns? About a year. So before I became certified, mm -hmm. I was trying to put people to redstone. I still do that. Right. I'm, that That's my cheers. Mm -hmm. You know, where everybody knows my name, <laughs> Jared, Aubrey, Christian, yeah. Geneva, Queen, Queen, Jonathan, those, are, those people are, I have a place in my heart that will never leave. Right. Because they were the first people to see me and help me have something that gave me life. So I push people to Redstone in California. Okay. Now, sometimes because they're overpopulated in their classes, I'll say, hey, I also train. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Some people want a one-on-one -on -one situation. They may not get with Redstone, so they come to me. Got you. Okay. So you will I mean? do class and you'll do individual. Yes, ma'am. And you also teach children. You'll walk up on a stranger and say, hey, let me teach you about these gun laws. I do that right now in Georgia. I'd be walking up to people like, yo, do you... Especially because the sad reality for our, our our black women right now is the threat is coming from every direction, every angle. Mm -hmm. Our own community, mm -hmm. within women now, because a lot of women date women. Mm -hmm. um, prime example, I, was, I went to a training to train a young lady. And I'm talking, I see a lady looking through the booth, looking at me. Mm -hmm. Long story short, she was going through a stalker situation where her girlfriend was stalking her. Wow. But because of how I articulate myself and didn't make her feel closed off and spoke about no matter who you date, I've also learned how to communicate to allow everybody whose sexual orientation may be different mm -hmm. to welcome and being trained by me. Right. That's good. That's good. So and, you're able to appeal yeah. to all audiences. Yes. That is so good. she to me and I, by the time I was done she was shooting straight <laughs> now I do for a living but it's not my passion mm -hmm. to make money off my people I need to pay my bills don't get it twisted right right but once the other lady who was training with me was okay with it I trained the other lady and, she, and found out the lady I was with had been to a 10 year marriage of domestic violence this lady went through domestic violence and was willing to get a restraining order after speaking with me mm-hmm and I know you're really big on domestic violence. You post that a lot on social media when it comes to women um, retaliating towards men and vice versa. Um, yes. So when it comes to like those those uh, weapons and things like that, how do you, I guess like when it comes to training and teaching people about gun violence, like how do you incorporate that, like those type of conversations into that your teachings? I, I, I remind people that we're melanin. 
So make sure you know the law. Right. So prime example, and I tell a lot of people who deal with domestic violence why it's important to get the restraining order. Mm -hmm. You talk to people, they'll tell you, sorry. You're okay. Sorry. You'll yep. talk to a lot of people on the road and they'll tell you, restraining orders don't do shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you keep telling me that a restraining order. It's a paper trail. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many women are in prison just because there's no paper trail? And the police love this line. Well, you should have called us. You don't do shit when you come. Right. But you got to understand when I hear black people say, oh, I know the law. Do you really? Because it's about what you can prove, not what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So if you get a restraining order, you go back for a restraining order, you report that person, you make a a, 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 a a written report over and over and over. When you finally have to defend yourself, there's a paper trail that I asked, I begged, I pleaded for your help. Right. We have been taught that that shit don't matter. Don't mm -hmm. talk to the police. Don't do that. That's not right. So you're very, when it comes to black women and black men you know as far as like getting in domestic violence you're unbiased you believe that they both need to be protected and, yes i do and stop hitting each other and fighting each other and you you are okay with them saying okay let me call the police and get a restraining order like that because i've always talked growing up my mom said if you get into an argument with a black man do not call the police on him you know don't do that or whatever the case may be because you so don't here's want to what I, that. this is what i tell people on this you have a responsibility for accountability. Mm -hmm. Before you called the police, you should have left. Mm -hmm. Before you called the police and put a black man or a black woman in jail, you should have left. I'm saying this for one more time. You should have left. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you to put your life on the line right. for somebody who's trying to hurt you. I also believe in accountability. You call the police on somebody and you're wrong, you should go to fucking jail too. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm sorry. No, I agree. And I love that I I love that you said that because that's I'm glad that you said that because like I said, it's been a fear of mine. I've never been like a big fan of the police. My mom always tried to steer us away from it. But when you when you talk about restraining orders and things like that, you know, being able to be able to utilize those tools for legal, you know, just in case anything ever happens, that's really good to have, so. But also, that's the reason why I tell people you need to train. Mm -hmm. You need to know how to protect yourself. At the same time, I don't just teach training, I teach smart acknowledgement of what's going on. What does that mean? If you know you're dating somebody that you truly don't respect, trust, or understand who they are, you should not be inviting them to your home. Mm. So you should not be going on a date with, without letting somebody know who you, where you are, mm -hmm. without kitchen being shared. I teach these elements that many people don't think about. Got you. Stop walking into your house on your cell phone with your hand in your cell phone. When you do do something, if you're right-handed, carry your bag in your left hand so you can defend, defend yourself. When you walk into your home, do you pay attention to the shadows so you don't walk into a front? Got you. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So it's not just call the police. Mm -hmm. I've given 20 million steps before you have to call the police. Got you. I like that because you're giving them tools. Like if you know if you want to go this route, here's the way to do it, but do it in this you know in this profound way so that way no one gets hurt. I love that. So when it comes to training and getting people back into the gun range, what weapon, what particular caliber would you say that would be best for them um, for to protect themselves? 
it depends on the person, their body shape, and their hand shape. Um, prime example, the young lady that I went to. So there's three levels of, of levels of firearms for me mm-hmm. when it comes to home defense and self-defense. Okay. Have, um, this is a 9mm Beretta. Okay. Full size, right? Mm-hmm. This is a Glock and my MMP for my CCW. Okay. The reason I show you those three is those three different sizes mm-hmm. that I put a person's hand first. Gotcha. And see how they're able to Oh, I see. Hold the firearm. Mm-hmm. And so if you have bigger hands, you probably shouldn't... You could have something bigger. Now, it also depends on what is your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Do you keep a purse? You know, that's why I say people's... I don't want to say this is what's good for women. Right. Because you're boy women. Yeah. Who wear jeans and wear sweats who are not really dress-oriented. Mm-hmm. And you have sexual orientation may not make them feel like I want to be looked at just as this woman out lifestyle. Right. You have men that do the same thing. So what I do is I talk about hand shape and your lifestyle. Gotcha. Prime example, carry a purse. This firearm may be better than this firearm. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But you need to understand that. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to explain that to you. What is your everyday carry? Right. And then... Tell, go ahead. Like, I wouldn't tell somebody like this is a forty cal. Mm-hmm. It's very happy. I wouldn't. Ex- I wouldn't inform somebody who's a lighter weight person to buy a forty cal. Tell them to get a nine millimeter. Right. It's more common. It's a more common caliber of bullet that shoots more consistently for that by that person's size and weight. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So there's things to knowing the person individually. Mm-hmm. I feel like needs to go in there other than saying. Men should carry this and women should carry that. Right. Okay. And that makes sense. And then it, it, I guess it would be the same. Um, I guess it would be the same thing when it comes to holsters as well, because they're coming out with so many different holsters. What would you like? What would you say that someone should? Because I always think that the one on the side, kind of how they teach you, like, you know, the cops and stuff, I feel like that one's a good one. What do you think um, would be like? A so good- the difference between. Uh, OWB and IWB, which is in the waistband or out the waistband. Okay. Me, I don't like out the waistband for, for everyday carry for normal side, normal people. Why? You calling da- you're calling danger to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're letting everybody know, hey, I'm the armed person in the room. Right. I have a gun. That's not a good thing. Right. Because if I'm a threat and I walk into a room something dangerous, I'm looking for the only person that's armed and I'll take you out first. Yeah. So I believe in, in concealed carry. I believe in that to, to, to the day I die, even when I do security. I don't do outside the waistband. I don't need you to know or want to try to fight me for my gun. Got you. Okay. So I wasn't even thinking of it like other people may see you as a threat or something like that. I was just thinking is, you know, if you're walking around like that as a male or something, maybe people will feel more secure. Like, oh, okay, you know, he's probably, you know, a cop or something of that matter. If you ain't got a big, even if you, I hate to say it, the day we live now, even if you're a cop, it does. It just makes me know that's what I want to take out first. Got you. Okay. So concealed weapons. What kind of concealed uh, holsters would you say that you have? Like, would you have? Do you have like some that are like in the pocket? I carry, or? I, I carry my in the waistband at twelve o'clock mm-hmm. just because that draw for me is more comfortable. Got you. Um, I carry my second concealed firearm on my on my three o'clock. Okay. Um. 
because, but it also depends on how do you carry your body. A lot of situations for me are going to be face to face. Got you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to have to turn to my side to do something like this. I practice right in front or pulling from here. Me personally, again, one of the things I focus on is your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Other questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I will tell you this. It's not about what I want. It's about what you want. And I tell every person before you leave your house, you should draw your firearm 10 times to find out if there's going to be a mishap with your shirt, your clothing, your jacket. Got you. Wow. I, I didn't even hear that going into the military. That was just, So that's, a, that's good. You want to know what your clothing is going to do. I started security, and because it's been cold out here, I got to wear a hoodie. Then I wear my shirt over my hoodie. Mm. That three pieces of clothing I got to draw up before I pull for my firearm. Exactly. And the week of me doing it, the week, I was stumbling around. <laughs> so you basically yeah. got to have that self-awareness. You got to have yeah. that self-awareness of what you, you know, who, who you are as a person and how you live your daily life. And I yes. love that you're teaching that. And that's a good thing that you pointed out as well. Like, don't walk in your house looking down on the phone and stuff like that for women. Because um, I was thinking when you were saying, like, where would you put your whole, or when I was asking you, where would you put your holster? For a lot of us, a lot of women, we carry our guns in our purse. So are you teaching them as well, like, how to safely pull it out or, you know, maybe, you know, uh, telling them not to probably carry it in the purse? Like, what is your thoughts on on that? My thing about it is not not to tell somebody not to do something they're going to do anyway. Right. That's the problem. I can teach you, don't do this, don't do that, and then you're going to leave me and throw that bitch right in your purse. Right. So you need to learn how to use what you have. I teach a lot of women this. What's that? You'd be surprised if you stand in front of somebody and have them walk by you and don't tell them anything and put your hand up, they stop. Mm-hmm. So use other mechanisms to help you get to your purse. Okay. Hey, stop. Oh, my God, I'm so scared. Oh, my God, put my purse in because I look like I'm scared, but you know why your purse is in. Nice. Okay. Or opening it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'll give you my money. Get your head. You know what I'm saying? Got you. Got you. I like that. Or acting. Being controlled in your fear. Mm-hmm. So that person thinks they're controlling the situation and doesn't know, actually, I have full control of the situation. Wow. I am drawn in. So you're, you're actually teaching them, like, because I, I know when it comes to, like, fear and threat, like, a lot of people don't think. So you're teaching them to think in the light of, th- in the light of a threat or fear. So, like, what you me, I'm in film. Mm-hmm. So when you train actors for a scene, you walk, you coach them through it. Got you. I coach people through a scene, scenarios. Wow, I like that. So that way they're always so that, ready. Yes, so you're always ready. There's repetition to what you're doing. I like that. So let's talk a little bit about gun cleaning because we talked about holster and we talked about, um, you know, the way you train people and how you get the word out. What about, like, gun cleaning? Because I didn't really... Um, when it comes to gun cleaning, how often do you think a person should clean their gun so that way it doesn't recoil or anything like that? I'm a little unorthodox with that because it all depends on your your usage of your gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Per- I hear this. I'll tell somebody to unload their magazine more than I'll tell them to clean their firearm. Okay. Got if you. you ain't in the dirt, if you're not on courses driving dust and stuff like that, 
especially depending on the type of firearm, there's no reason to keep tearing it apart and probably having a mishap of you putting it back together. Right, that makes sense. But I do worry about your magazine and the spring in it. Because that's where you'll get a lot of jamming if you, you know, for me, I'll take a magazine like this and I'll unload it and reload it, or I may not push it to capacity. Got you. If it holds 10, it doesn't need to put 10 in there. I'll put eight. But I also know that I, I've learned how to practice counting my shots while I shoot. That's smart, yeah. You see what I'm saying? You can know how many so, bullets. Yes. So I'm more about magazine exchange and the spring and that than cleaning your firearm. But obviously, if you go out and, and that's why I say you need to train. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I go to the range and I shoot five shots, three shots. If my gun locks up on me, time to figure out what's going on. Got you. Okay. So but a, a, like a car, if you drive it every day and you shoot it every day, you'll it, the, the muscle, the, me the mechanisms in it will keep oiled and work. You know, you can oil gun. But if you sit there and you don't ever touch it, it locks up on you. So basically, you need to have that relationship with your weapon. I tell people treat their weapon like their body parts. Okay. There you go. Well, there you have it. So I love um, that you are moving into this direction, Remy. Where do you hope to see yourself in like a year from now in this activist um, direction that you're going as far as like gun safety and just building your people up? Like what, what, what can we expect moving forward? Full class of school. I want to open a tactical school for kids mostly. Okay. Um, nothing against adults, but you guys, a lot of y'all are setting your ways. <laughs> I feel like if I can teach kids at a young age about self-defense, because a lot of people fail to realize that when I say self-defense and, and arm training, I'm not just talking about a gun. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can do a lot of damage with a fork. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So you're going above and beyond to help make sure that they stay protected and safe and aware. I want to re-educate our black men. A lot of black men that I see that I see do weak things, mm -hmm. one, can't defend themselves, so they, they feel to violence. Mm -hmm. Two, have never lost a fight, and so when they lose a fight, their pride hurts them. Mm -hmm. And three, don't understand the difference between leaving a situation and being a punk. It's two different things. I can be a man and walk away from a situation clearly because I know what I can do to you. Right. <clears throat> and it's not worth me fighting somebody or hurting somebody because I'm still a black man and I know what that will cost me. Mm -hmm. Then over running away because I'm scared. So the more we empower our young man before that, so they realize I'm walking away because if I hurt you, my dad's going to kick my butt. <laughs> you don't know that, but I know that. Right. I just de-escalate many situations because in my confidence... Not to say I can win every fight, but I know how far I'm going to win that fight. Mm -hmm. You may not. Be. I train every day for you. You don't train every day for me. Right. Thank you. I love that. So where can people contact you, Remy? How can they get a hold of you? How can they work I started with you? a YouTube page, which I'm going to put your show on and <laughs> tell what you. Yes. Um, YouTube page. Um, I also have lion shooting. Um... I'm trying to, you know, you can go to my DM. You can call me at 818-821-4785. But I also just want to throw this out to anybody who's watching this. I want to build a conglomerate, a community of like-minded people mm -hmm. where we teach each other and then we take it out and teach other people. Yes. 
Absolutely. It does not make sense to have all this information and not share it with people. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want that specialized training, there are great brothers and sisters in the community that you can go and pay, and they will teach you that specialized training. But for the everyday knowledge that I think every melanin person should have, black, brown, we need to give it to them. Yeah. How to find self-defense insurance. If you drive your car without insurance, why do you not have insurance for your vehicle? Exactly. Your, I mean, for your car. For your gun, yeah. Your weapon, yeah, you're right. Why not? I didn't even for know they had that. Yeah. Yes. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Different levels depending on what state you are. Shit, I just found out one of the insurances I have, they do blood cleanup. Oh. <laughs> they come to my house and clean up in case somebody get blocked. Wow, that's crazy. about how much that could be bad if I have a self-defense situation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Some places are better with what they'll do for you when you're in a self-defense situation than others. That's true. Many, so a lot of us melanin people, the biggest problem is bail. Mm-hmm. Being bailed out so you can even fight your case. You're right. You can't fight behind bars. That's where a lot of us fail. We can't bail ourselves out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're automatically guilty, you know, no matter what the story yeah. is. So... I love that. I love that you're constantly teaching. Don't stop that because if it was not for you, I wouldn't be doing this right now. Like, honestly, I, you know, you really put me on a good path. So definitely keep doing your thing, Remy. You are such a great, amazing person. Is there anything that you wanted to say? Or... Yes. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> I hear from a lot of people that, especially after this Kyle goofball trial, mm-hmm. that there's not the same laws for black people and white people. And to a point, that's true. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, while we're talking about Kyle Goofball, <laughs> ain't nobody talking about Andrew Coffey, which is a black man that defended himself, lost his girlfriend because of a legal raid, defended himself, and killed a police officer. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me we can't do it. Say maybe it doesn't happen all the time, but if it happens one time, mm-hmm. that means we can. And the problem I have is what I see with many people who you see on YouTube fighting with the police. I know my rights. So if you know your rights, why aren't you shutting the fuck up? Right. That's the problem I have. We don't understand that many times when we lose in their court system is because we don't truly understand their laws. Right. We weren't there. We were reactionary instead of actionary. Mm-hmm. We weren't ready. Mm-hmm. You understand? Absolutely. Get out of the car. I will definitely get out of the car under duress. I don't want to talk to you, officer, but I'll definitely have a conversation if you allow my lawyer to be here. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't sound combative. I don't sound angry. I can't, you, he can't use nothing I'm saying to be a trigger, to find a reason to, to do what he wants. Anything he does will be illegal. Right. And I'm going to, I'm going to shut up, officer. If you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take my right to be quiet, please. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm here to help you with everything you want. Mm-hmm. Always my lawyer to be here, boss. Right. <laughs> it's the way you say it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. We mm-hmm. all were raised like that, but we seem to forget that. Our energy gets, huh, huh, yeah. huh, huh, and they control us then. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a talk with you, sir. I don't even know why you pulled me. Can you articulate what I did, what crime I did? That's not the point. Oh, then I don't need to talk to you, sir. For your life and my life, I want both of our safety. Right. I don't want you to try to incriminate me in something I didn't say. And I don't want to have to sue you later and take away your quantified immunity. Boom. <laughs> it's for both of our safety, sir, so thank you. Well, that's why that's going to go 
go to jail. Stop being scared to go to jail. Mm-hmm. They're going to take you anyway. Mm-hmm. Sir, like you have to do because I won't let you violate my civil rights, then you have a good day and do that, sir. Right. I got two but I got two dash cams in my car. Yeah, I just got mine. Remember you told me to put it in there? Yeah. One I can film the, the, the driver door or the bathroom door if I need to. One from front and back. Put your money where your mouth is if you really know that you're under threat mm-hmm. and do what you have to do to protect yourself. Absolutely. Live to see another day to fight it in court. I say this to black people all the time. You got two choices. Mm-hmm. Either fight for your life or fight in court. Yeah. Make a choice. Make a choice quickly. Yeah. And if you, you know, and like, I love how you said that because if you die, you know, going out the way, you know, because you were angry or whatever the case may be, then you'll never be able to tell your story. Other people won't be able to hear it. And, you know, that way you, 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 you minimize that, that one scenario for either future scenarios to continue. So yeah, absolutely. Like trying to stay alive so you can live, you know, to fight another day, just like you said. My last piece to you before I get out of here. Every single black person in this country needs to get life insurance. Because guarantee, mm-hmm. if every time they killed a black person, they had to pay out a life insurance, you'd watch the life insurance company change lobby and change the laws. Oh, yeah. I agree. Let's start pushing if that narrative, they too. killed a black person, they had to pay out $100,000, dollars $500,000. You'd watch how fast these, law- these insurance companies, hey, uh... <clears throat> Mr. Governor, we got to talk. Your office has cost me $26 million this year. Because right now, it comes out of our pocket. So there's no reason to stop killing us. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sue the offices and sue the city. We got $26 million. Yeah, from the people. That's but when crazy. that starts coming out of their money, mm-hmm. their pockets, you watch how quick they be like, hey, uh, we need your officers to stop killing black people right now. They yeah. woke up. They're all insured. I think that's. I think we should do that. I definitely think so. And and tell, you know what I'm saying, not just do it, but like tell everyone. You know, because a lot of people don't even know how to get life insurance. A lot of people don't have a job that offers life insurance. So you have to sometimes step outside of that to get it. So I, My life insurance policy is the one bill that never gets lapsed. If you see me disappear from social media, that's because I ain't paying my cell phone bill, but I paid my life insurance. <laughs> I know, that's right. Well, I agree with you, Remy. I definitely think that you got to keep pushing that and letting everybody know so we can change this whole world and, you know, get rid of all this negativeness because I'm serious. They, they, they think it's so funny because, um, and I'm, let me stop recording here too. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say? No, that was it. That was how I wanted to end it. Yes. All right, cool. Give me liberty or give me death. You heard it here first, beautiful spirited butterflies. What did my man Remy say? Every single black, aboriginal, African-American, or whatever you want to call yourself spirits needs to get out there and get life insurance, okay? Listen to my man. He is so, he's got a plan. He's so good with it. And I hope y'all enjoyed the interview. And that is all, folks. It was a it was a cutoff just like that. Um, 
But don't forget to check us out on YouTube coming out next week, okay? Let me just hit that date one more time because I know I talk fast. So next week on a Friday, that means that it's going to be December 3rd. This YouTube full interview will be, Zoom interview will be on YouTube. Do not miss out. And there's going to be a bonus little clip of um, Mr. The Real Remy Red beating Mr. Carlos Tamper Firearm, who is going to be on the next episode next week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, beautiful Spirited Butterfly. So tune in for that one. Don't miss out. Um, and that's going to be next week, Wednesday, same time, same place here, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, so definitely, definitely, definitely keep up with my man Remy Red. Uh, again, let me just hit those um, handles again. You can find him on Instagram at the real Remy Red too, which is T H E R E A L R E M Y R E D D two. All right, and then you can also um, you can also catch him on Instagram on another page. Um, I believe the man has a few pages, but uh, the real Remy Red is the one that I contacted, um, and that is. Again, T-H-E-R-E-A-L-R-E-M-Y-R-E-D-D. Just in case you didn't catch that, because some people just did not catch that. But this man is everywhere. He is on, um, if anyone has ever heard of the Melanated Peoples app, um, he is also on Melanated People. Um, he also has a YouTube uh, and I'm, I put that uh, link in the in the in the bio, so definitely check that out as well. Um, but I'm gonna actually give you his YouTube page because I believe it is Lions Den. Um, so let me just pull that up really quick before I lose. And uh, yeah, so let's see here, spirits. I want to make sure that I give it to you correctly. Uh, all right, perfect. So his page is, <clears throat> yes, it is Lions, Lions Shooting. So I just wanted to make sure y'all understand that Lions Shooting, L-I-O-N-Z Shooting. Um, so Lions Z Shooting, um, I'm not sure if it's Lions Shooting or Lions Z Shooting, but I think it's Lions Z Shooting. So definitely check my man out. He is amazing. He is here for you, for us, and um, he's here to also teach. His whole message is about, you know, learning and growing from each other to build a better economy for black and brown people so if you want to make a better world for today tomorrow and you know in the next generation definitely hit this man up because that's what he is all about making changes breaking generational curses you feel me so thank you so much for tuning in spirits i really do appreciate it. you could have been anywhere in the world but you're here with your girl so don't forget to check me out as well on my instagram my snapchats my facebook all that good stuff it's too much to handle. I can't put mines in there. I've already, you know, had to promote my dudes on. So definitely check me out. Until next time, I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to empathizing with you. And I look forward to speaking with you next time. Fly high spirits. <laughs>